0: Love Talk Radio
1: You deserve the glory And the honor
0: Love, Love Talk Radio You deserve
1: the glory And the honor Lord, we lift our heads. As we praise Your holy name, You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands
2: worship.
1: As we bless Your holy name, You deserve, You deserve. So great. so great There is no one else Like you There is no one else But you do mighty things And you do glorious things You're a faithful God awesome needs your name Somebody come on you do my, you do glorious things, you do
3: you're a faithful
1: faith. God, name. we give the glory God, you do mighty things, you, you do you do glorious things, you do you faithful God. Awesome means your name, your You do mighty things. You do glory. You're the faithful God.
2: But
1: your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Your name is here. Your name is here. Your You're your a miracle working,
2: God. Your name is. You want to declare it. Your name,
1: your name, your name is hey Your name is Yahweh. Somebody bless him. Bless him in this place. Your name is Yahweh. And I go Sunday. I have a miracle working Your name is Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are a miracle, Lord. What else can we be And I say, Oh, Lord, my God, when I am also more
2: wonder,
1: consider all the works I have made. And I see the spark. I hear the roar. I come to
2: work for you to make this place. Help me then take. Then take my soul. My Savior God. You need
4: me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, thank you, Jehoshua. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Thank you, mighty Lord. Mighty, mighty God, mighty Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve. What a great God. Shalom, Shalom, my brother, and my sister. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. This is your host, Brother in Christ, Brother Elvis Zapata. Hallelujah. We're here with my brother Tony tonight.
5: Thank you, Lord. Ready to share what God, Hallelujah, has put in our heart and the revelation the Lord giving me this week. He's giving me a blessing this week. And as he has taken me to a place in heaven, which I believe is special to God, so it's special for us, amen, and he allowed me to have a good time there. I said a good time because everything in heaven is good, amen, but a wonderful time in regard to i, I seeing the work of God coming to pass there in a, such a special way, which I'm going to share tonight, It was something new the Lord has given me, which I asked him in my overnight prayer for him to reveal me something new, something that I can share with his people that will be
4: encouraging to his people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Sister Wendy. Shalom to you, too. And so, you know, asking the Lord for something that
5: will be encouraging to my brothers and sisters in my own life. You know, we 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 love or oh, I love to be encouraged by the Lord. That's how it's supposed to be. Amen. Thank you, Lord, and when he took me to this part of heaven, I I was very encouraged to see people there. that God has given me the 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 the, the blessing to to speak his word to them. Amen. I'm going to come into that tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! And just to share a little bit more before I go into the word, the place where God took me this time has been the people that have died through the virus of COVID nineteen. They are they they went to heaven young. A lot, most of these people went to heaven uh, younger than me. I'm gonna be I'm 51, going to 52, and they were all under 40, 30s. You know, some may even late 20. You know, so to me, what he revealed to me is so awesome. But at the same time, he, he, he was teaching me something because he's a rabbi, a teacher. And you, you can see that through the gospel, how he was called Rabbi, rabbi. They will call him rabbi, you know. And, and, and people will refer him as rabbi when they were calling him, which means teacher teacher because he's, he was always teaching uh, about heaven mostly but also about God So that's what's important what's important is what God has to say that's wisdom and knowledge that we will we'll get from him amen so let me go into the word I had I had I started in Spanish because I said similar in Spanish in first Corinthians three 1 Corinthians 3 Is where I started Okay And, and it was 1 Corinthians 3 four is this, for, uh, this is for While one says I am a Paul And another I am an Apollo Are you not Paul says that Saying that one of them is a, a group of them were a Paul Of the Apostle Paul And the other one were, were the Apostle Apollo because you have, you have two apostles there, two followers of Jesus, okay? And, and Paul, sometime in, in introducing himself in some of his writing, he called himself Apostle Paul, because that's, that's what God made him an apostle, disciple to apostle, believer to apostle, amen? So, Apollo, we don't know much about him, but it looks like he was a great teacher in the Lord also. Amen. Which must have been a great friend of, of the Apostle Paul. So, whose name is Paul? And who is Apollo? But ministered by whom ye came to believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. Exactly. We are tools of God in the hands of Christ in the last days to preach the gospel. And whoever is led to the Lord... Through the preaching of the message that God has given us, all glory goes to Jesus, not to us, not to anybody else. Amen. So this is important that we understand that, yes, we are grateful for those that brought the gospel to us, but all glory goes to Jesus. So it's important, amen, that we understand this. Amen. I have planted a pool of water, but God gave the increase. And this is the key. God is the one who does uh, the increase. In other words, we plant the seed, he waters it with his water from heaven, and then the seed grows. Amen. But he is the one who puts his power into his creation in order in his life, in order for his creation to be something, to grow. Amen. So each and one of us can come to Christ, but it has been his power in our lives that have gotten to where we are today. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So then, so then neither is he that planted anything, nor he that watereth, but God who gives the increase. And that's exactly how it is. He gets the glory. He gets the honor. He gets the praise for everything we do. This is why we don't seek glory from men. We don't seek honor from men, but we seek to be known by God, approved by him, as Paul said to Timothy. Seek that ye are approved. Approved by what? By God. Because God approves us. It is God that approved our work for him, for the kingdom of God, for the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's important that we understand how it is. Now, he a plant and he's a water of one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Man, this is important. We labor for Christ. We will be rewarded for it. Tonight with me, Brother brother Tony, I said in the beginning, you want to uh, say
6: anything, Brother? For Amen. Reason? Amen, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I've been meditating on that word, too. You know, um, ever since you told me about that, uh, you know, that, that verse, but God gives the increase, it's true, and, and how you mentioned, you know, it's, it's the Holy Spirit, it's, it's true that, you know, he gives the increase, he said he gives the increase on, you know, and us, you know, he's the one leading us, you know, to, uh, to all truth, just like the Lord said, you know, it's so true, it's, and, uh, but in all this, you know, God gets all the glory, and, And, uh, yeah, we're just learning, we're just learning and constantly being reminded, you know, like we were talking earlier, it's, 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 we need to be reminded, you know, and, and, uh, and it's just, God is good, you know, the Lord is good and, and just, it's what he's been doing, you know, with the Lord's hour, it's been, you know, it's been, uh, it's been the Holy Spirit, you know, leading us, you know, bringing us together and, and growing in christ yeah it's i i believe that and it's i'm praise god you know and it's it's yeah that's that's what i can get now it's yeah it's it's uh god is good and yeah we i'm ready to receive too you know amen, amen. yeah thank you lord perfect
4: thank you jesus thank you sure
5: amen <clears throat> so in this part of heaven when i was taken to as I was being brought in there, I noticed that this, this this is a part of the valley, the outer edge of heaven. And and I also knew that this place was special to God. It's a selected, elected place by God. But one thing about this place is that that the people that God had brought in, in here are saved by grace. Okay? These are people that that have uh, received Jesus, Amen. Be, uh, I mean, basically in death dying. Okay, as uh, Ephesians two eight to nine says, so by grace you are saved through faith, and it's not of yourself, but it's the gift of God. Not by works, let any man shall boast. Amen. So these men uh, die. And, and by COVID-19, and and I believe this place are hundreds of thousands of them, because I could see how I could see. It's a big place, and we can say it's a, it's a big town of a few hundred thousand people. And and I, where the Lord took me was in this part of this place. I began to look at the trees, and the leaves were very very green. I mean. Uh, I know that if the leaf of the trees are kinda yellow it's it is a sign of a lack of vitamin. Same thing with human. If a doctor checks your eyes, uh, he can tell what you're lacking by 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 the color inside your eyes. You know? And and so if you're having liver problem it will show you in your eyes or that. Mm-hmm. The different problem in your body that will show you in your in your eyes. So, we'll give up signs. So I'm looking at the leaves that look very green, no lack of any vitamins. The grass in the field, the grass that I was looking in the field was very also green with no lack of vitamins at all. Okay, and that to me is important because I'm a gardener. I like to look at these things, you know. So, again, um, the Lord brings me into the, it was a large part. Uh, for some reason, I kept thinking, because I know Donald Trump in Florida and different places park like this. It looks like a golf ball park. But it, I knew it was a baseball park, though, too. And it looks amazingly beautiful. The grass was so nice. You know, and the Lord brings me into the park. And when I'm there, I can see brothers and sisters that are far, about 100 feet, 200 feet away from me. But they, they, they. Some of them started walking straight to me when I was when the Lord left me, and one of them said, "Men of God," to me, and came up and gave me a hug. And immediately the Lord reminded me that this this man was a fireman, in which one time I ministered to him, and he received a word. And COVID nineteen came and killed him, but he he. he he repented right there in bed. Cause In Massachusetts, like in New York and different states, back in 2020, when COVID-19 was in the heat, heat of the killing action, if I can call it, so we can get an idea. Shalom, believe When COVID-19 was taking out a lot of people, there were even nurses that dropped dead. And, and there were places in the hospital where people were not even entering. The people were just there dying. And a lot of these young people were dying in those hospitals. Back in twenty twenty. And he died. He died. This man died. But you know what? There was a word that God gave to him in his life. He remembered, he repented, saved by grace. The Lord took him to this place. The Lord is faithful to his words. These are the young men that came next to him. They were talking, I know that they, they you know, this guy knew that I knew Angel, I was ministering for him to me, to him for months. He was in his late twenties. I was say 28, 29, and I ministered to him several times, you know. And God would not let me be quiet with him about his words. We worked together, but I ministered to him back in Massachusetts. Well, he also was killed by COVID-19. And to me, someone under 30 dying, it, it, to me that's like, wow. But again, he, he, I shared the word with him. God convicted his heart. He right there in the hospital gave his life to the Lord by himself because nobody was there with him. People were not allowed to go in there. And, and the Lord took him to his place, saved by grace. Okay? Then, so he came. I saw him. I gave him a hug. We gave each other a hug, you know. And and um, then this other guy, after this group, for about 400-plus people that had come, and I'm like, I, I, would, I didn't know, because we never know, how many people are impacted by our ministry. How many people we talk to in the street, in the nursing home, in the hospital, in the buildings, in church. I mean, you know, you don't know how many people get impacted by the word of God. But, you know, this is why Paul says that we stole the sea. And the one who gives, increase increases God. We, we like to sow the seed and like to see the person right away come to the Lord. But it doesn't work that way with God always. Because God has a plan for everything, and he knows everyone. And what the Lord, I believe, was showing me is, look, you guys see COVID-19 death as a disaster. Of so many people dying. Of what the devil meant for evil, I turn it around for good. What he allowed the devil to do, to take out all these people through the COVID-19 virus in this hospital. God had a plan to bring a lot of these people home. Yeah, many went to hell for sure. Because I'm sure a lot of people did not got right with God. But many also went to heaven. And the Lord is taking me to heaven to this place where I can see people that died through COVID-19. Who where he used me and gave him a word, and they made it, they made it, and it was about, over over a hundred of them were four hundred, sorry, and I was like, "Wow, and they were all coming up and giving me a hug and talking with me. You know, I felt around family. it was like family, we were all family, we were brothers, you know and and Wow. Hugging each other there. Seeing the, them and, and the young body, no more than twenty. How happy and peaceful they are. My brother and sister. And I asked them a lot of questions, let me tell you. I asked them questions. You know. And and but this comforting revelation because I asked the Lord and you know, that night, I stay up with the Lord late. And all the way to 3.30 a.m., and pray. I was, I know I was very tired, but then I began to ask the Lord to reveal me of this different place of heaven that I hadn't been not to, and he confirmed it to me, and then I got excited about it. I said, well, it doesn't matter if I lose sleep. The important thing is that, you know, I'll get the revelation from the Lord that I need, the Lord I share with my brothers and sisters. Amen. That's why I'm here sharing this tonight. I want to be obedient to the Lord. I made him the promise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And this other young man that I minister to, I'm trying to think of his name. his name was jo- Joel. 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 And Joel was about 150 feet away from me coming. And you know how we have the world... The, in baseball, the World Series. here has celebrations every year when the baseball team wins. Right? World Series. And these people line up in heaven to the side. It was about now 500 people because more, more people could come in. And they will line up to the side. There's multiple people. As Joel was coming... Everybody's clapping. You think that this young man won the World Series or the World Cup or the Golden Cup,
2: you know, like the
5: Oscar. Oscar. You think that he just won something so special that all these people are clapping and celebrating and hallelujah. It's, it's, a, it's like a big celebration for this young man. And what did this young man do? He repented in bed what we'll COVID-19 line and gave his life to Jesus. And what did Jesus said when a soul in heaven, he and I repent. There's a celebration in heaven. There's a celebration in heaven. Okay? When a soul repents, when our soul comes to God. And this is what I saw. And it was amazing. It was not a celebration because someone won the game. It was a celebration because he gave his life to Jesus. He made the right decision. At the last moment of his life, he made the right decision. And everybody's clapping. Everybody's celebrating because of the decision he made. And you can see the, you can see the joy in his face. And he coming directly toward me. Because I'm at the end of the multitude. He's coming and comes out and gives me a hug. And before he gives me a hug, I recognize him. I said, Joel. And he gave me a hug. And he says to me, thank you. Because Joel got himself in trouble. And drugs and different things. And one day... We were working together. His car will not start. And he called me and said, Elvie, will you bring me to work with you tomorrow? My car won't start. And I, I find it very weird. But I said, okay, I'll pick you up. He gave me the address and went and picked him up. And when I tried to speak to him about the Bible, he says, I'm going to tell you something. I had a really bad experience with the church and the Bible. And I don't want to hear anything about religion. But earlier I was in prayer, and the Lord says to me, "I have a plan of salvation with Him." Because I was, I was before I went into prayer last night. I I was telling my wife that I found weird that she called me. And how did he got my phone number anyway? But he did, and he called me. To pick them up. And then later on, after I said yes and agreed, I said, this is very strange. This is very strange. And when I went in prayer, the Lord spoke to me. And the Lord says, I have a plan of salvation with him. The Lord spoke to me.
4: Speak to him.
5: And, okay, it was a very anointing, spoken, audible voice that the Lord spoke to me that that morning, that day. So I was excited to give him the word, but then he said that to me. I don't want to hear anything about the Bible, church. But I said to him, listen, I'm not going to speak to you about church and the Bible. I'm going to speak to you because the Lord says to me, he has a plan of salvation for you. And when I began to speak to him and I said the Lord God, he remained quiet, listening, and he received the word. He received the word when I said the Lord, God. Because right there, the anointing was in the word for sure. Because I could feel the anointing all over me when I gave him the word. But at the same time, he got convicted by the Lord. And he received the word directly from the Lord. I would say through my mouth, but directly from the Lord. And in heaven, there was a celebration for him receiving Christ after he passed away through COVID-19. And he gave and came up and gave me a hug and said, thank you for the word. Because, listen, we don't need to get a thank you for being obedient. But God is so good to us
4: because he's good. He's merciful. My brother and sister,
5: he is so good to us that he wanted to let me know, look, you're not wasting your time, my son. It's not like you guys think down there that when I tell you to do something, you think you're wasting my, your time. No, you were wrong because you're sowing a sea in someone's life that God has a plan to save them, to bring them to heaven, my brothers and sisters. And you may not see that person ever again, but mighty is God to save that person, to bring them to his kingdom. And there he was. There this young man was, I had a question for them. I said, you know, I can see you guys here and all this, but where, where, do, you, where do you guys cook? Where do you guys – because I, I didn't see no food. I didn't see no grill there in the open in a park. You know, it's usually people get together, and I'm like, I didn't see no food. I didn't see nothing like that, you know, No electricity. The sun was nice and bright. And I'm thinking the sun, but God is the light of heaven. My brother insisted. And the answer to him, to me, is my brother insisted. For the kingdom of God, Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not a meat or drink, but a righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. This is why he responded to me in heaven. My brother and sister. Okay? So for he that in these things serves Christ, it is acceptable to God and proved by men. Let, let us therefore follow after the thing which make for peace, and the thing whereby one may edify another. And they were there so joyful, so happy, so full, so full of the presence of God in that place where the Lord took me to, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Destroy now the work of God for the sake of me. All things in thee are pure, but it is evil for a man to eat what causes an offense. Amen. It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor to do anything whereby thy brother stumble. It is, of, it is offended. It is made weak. So we even with food, we have to be careful we don't offend one another. Mm-hmm. We don't offend our brothers and sisters because we may. We may. There's a chance that we can. How that faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemns not himself in the thing which he allows. And this is another thing. Don't go around condemning people, but look to doing the will of God and to see being, seeing people saved. You know, Jesus said that he came not to condemn, but to save. We need to have the same attitude, as Paul, that Jesus had in himself. Looking forward to seeing people come to heaven being saved. Never thinking that they can be, that they'll be condemned. Or never wanting them to be condemned, but to be in faith. Now, there will be people that will make their own choice. That then, what do you do? You got to let them make their own choice. But you present the truth. You, you present righteousness. You present salvation to them. Let them make their own choice. Try never to make anybody... Anybody else choice but make your own. He that double that doubt is them. If he eat. Because he eat not from faith. Whatsoever is not from faith is a yeah.
2: you see the problem
5: that we have down here? Yeah. That we think it's okay not to believe everything. But the problem is that then, then we sin. The righteous should live by faith, God says. So how do we live by,
2: by faith. We live by
5: faith. So our eyes are on Jesus because we live by faith. And every, ta- every time we talked about Jesus, we talked about faith. We talked about salvation through Christ, our Lord my brother, my sister. There in the place, I was asking questions in regard to the place, because everything looked to me like so neat, so perfect, so beautiful. And I knew this place was for these people there that are coming there to grow, to mature, to learn about God, to learn about the Lord. God separated this place for them. God has many places in heaven for the different people. As if the two to Thomas share, he was taken to different valleys. Now I can also say, because I've been taken now, I don't know, four, five, seven, eight, different part of the valley. Now, and seeing the different in each and one of them, I can tell you that God has everyone in mind, everyone in heart. He has a plan for each and everyone who will come to him through Christ, who will repent, who will receive the plan of salvation that he has for us through our Lord Jesus Christ. My brother and my sister, we need to repent. God has given us a gift of repenting,
4: and we need to take it serious every day
5: in our own walk with God. Seek to be repenting with him, seeking his will, not our own, because God has a better plan for us. Then what we imagine, we cannot even imagine what God has for us. It is our mind is not is not big enough. Our brain is not big enough to imagine what God has for us. My brother and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah says I say, so in Isaiah 49, 13, sing, O heaven, be joyful, O earth, break forth into singing. O mountain, for the Lord hath confer to his people and he will have mercy upon his afflicted. And this is the part that we forget. The God said he would have mercy for his afflicted. COVID-19 became by the end of 2019 and immediately began to harm people and kill people. It started in China and it went around the world killing people. But now, no one ever knew that God has a plan. That all we can hear was about people dying, people dying. How many have died in a day? How many thousands die in a day, in a week? But no one thought that some of those thousands that were dying, God have had a plan, a mighty plan of salvation for their lives. A place in heaven to bring them home. There where they will serve him. Who can feel their joy now? No. Who can steal their peace now? Who can steal what they have? One of them said to me, the fireman says to me, "Ellie, we, 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 we don't worry anymore about, about clothing, food, or anything else that we 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 don't need anything else, he says to me. And I'm looking at him. Because remember, down here you think about food, clothing, you know, life, bills, obligations, family. He says, we have no worries. We, 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 don't, we don't need anything else, he says to me. We don't need anything else, he says to me. They're just rejoicing in the Lord, learning about God. He tells me they don't need anything else. No, they don't need to go to the bathroom. They don't need to worry about whether they have electricity in their homes. You know, the lights is there. God is giving them lights. God is giving them what they need. Not really interested. And and water. Where's the sewer? Where's the water come from? They don't, They don't worry about none of these things because they don't need to drink. They don't need to eat. He says to me, "We don't worry about these things anymore." He says to me. That these things that we worry for down here is not the worry after in heaven anymore. Where well, they are. And to me, listening him to talk listening to him talk this way. You know, he's talking and I'm thinking about the word. The Bible. What the Bible says. What the Lord says. Hallelujah. When he when he uh, let me get a couple of verse. Hallelujah! When Jesus said, "Oh, gee, a little faith." Hallelujah! Praise you, Lord. Praise you,
4: God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua.
5: Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. He said, "Therefore, if God so close the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow it cast into the oven." So he now much more calls you, a little faith. And he said unto them, Why I ye fearful, for you, a little faith? He arose and rebuked the wind, the sea, and there was great calm. And Matthew uh, 14, 31, Immediately Jesus stretched out for his hand. and caused him and said unto him, O thou, a little faith, Why did thou doubt? So the problem is doubt. The problem that we have is not the lack of money, but it's a lack of faith. It's not the lack of what God can do, but it's a lack of faith. Because if you have faith as a master, so you speak to the mountain, be thrown into the sea, and it will obey you. And obedience is what God is asking each and one of us. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I apologize. My mom is here with us, so praise you, Lord. She will be receiving call for the family. But again, the little faith is a problem that we have, that we have to be careful with. The little faith is what is affecting us, that we need to grow in faith. We need to make sure. We need to get to the Christ as the example. The day they had the multitude there, the three, the two pieces of bread and the three fish, Jesus said, feed them. And he stayed there waiting for the disciples to feed the multitude. And one of the disciples said, Lord, for where are we going to get so much food to feed all these people? Right there, what the Lord revealed to them was the lack of faith. The lack of faith. Okay? That's what the Lord revealed to the disciples, to them, to the twelve. You have a lack of faith because you're telling me that you cannot feed these. Remember who's the one telling them to feed them? God.
2: Mm
5: -hmm. God will never command you to do something that you cannot do in Christ. I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me, Paul says. What happened with that with the apostles? Why didn't they believe the same? why didn't they put their faith to action? Why didn't they say, okay, Lord, you are commanding us to feed all these people. All right, let's get together. In the name of the Lord, we are going to feed all these people. Put this bread here on the table and let's pray. Or hold this bread here in this face and let's pray. Come on, let's hold hands. Let's, let's pray right now, because the Lord just told us that we need to feed all these people. But there was no action in their faith. No action, my brother and sisters. Okay, action goes, faith goes with action. If you say you believe but there is no action, uh-huh. no, it will affect. It will, it will not work. It can only work when you put it in action. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I apologize. I'm going to have to tell my mom to uh uh, praise the Lord that I'm in the air Thank you Lord Mercy can go to another room Praise your God We're competing right now Thank you Lord Thank you Jesus Amen So let me play a worship We'll be back after this
3: We're going to sing about the faithfulness of God Are you ready to sing with us? We're going to sing about His faithfulness And such a faithful God I've seen Him
6: show up for me In unique ways You know that's why I Quite reckless when I worship. I thought not anyhow, any hour, anywhere. Believe Somebody's anywhere. Believe Are you ready to worship God with me like
2: that? That is the kind of worship I want. So put your hands. Somebody
4: scream. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua.
5: The faith without action is dead and then not taking action to what Jesus said is it, it, where the, the, the lack of faith was because if you say okay Lord and do something about it then you put an action into your faith but if you say you believe you don't do anything then your faith is dead and you can call yourself believer alive but then your faith is dead so it's important that we, my brother and sister, if we, are, if we want to see the hand of God in our behalf, we need to fast and pray for the purpose. Whatever it is you want God to do in your life, what are you doing about it? Yeah. Because to God all things are possible, but what are you doing about it? What are you doing about your faith? Because you can tell God all day long the things that God has not given to you. But then if God will speak back to you, then God will will tell you all day long the things that you're not doing. Mm -hmm. See, the conversation between Job and God was that God wanted to give Job something greater, even greater revelation. But in order for Job to receive that, he needed to go to the greater testing. And the question is, why did God brought Job through it? Hallelujah. But the question is not why did God brought Job through what he brought him through. Hallelujah. God says to Job, moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, shall he that contended with the Almighty instruct him, the hero that reproved God, let him answer it? Then Joe answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. And what should I answer thee? I will lay my, my hand upon my mouth. When Joe said I'm a vile man, I'm a sinner, is what he meant. I have sinned in my life, oh God. When did Joe come to the conclusion that he is vile? When God comes to him, when the Lord comes to you, because he's the light of the world, and puts a powerful light into your life, you begin to see all the things that you did not see before. in your life, That so you say, wow, I didn't see that before. And Job is not the only example here. You got the prophet Isaiah. Hallelujah. Isaiah says, then said I, wow is me. For I am undone, I'm a sinner, because I am a man of unclean lips, and dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips, for my eye has seen the King of the Lord of hosts. Isaiah and Joel find himself in the same position. We are all sinners who are in need of a Savior, need God to have mercy on us. When was the last time you said, Lord, have mercy on me, O Lord? You know, David was a man that walked with God, my brothers and sisters. And David, hallelujah, if you think about him, how anointed David was, David will pray, have mercy upon me, O God, according to the loving kindness, according to the multitude of my tender mercy, blot out my transgression." But this is a man that was after God's own heart. How is he expressing that he has transgression in his life? Because that's exactly what we have every day. Transgression. Sin is transgression. Sin will make us vile. Sin will make us with unclean lips. When you gossip against someone, immediately your lips are unclean. Not only your lips, your tongue, your mouth, your eyes,
4: everything. My brother and sister,
5: unclean lips, Isaiah said. Transgression, David says. Hallelujah. Praise your Lord. What did Job say? Vile. Vile. He says he was vile. Isaiah said he was unclean. David said he had transgression. What do we say we have? What do you and I say we have? You think that you and I are any different than Job, Isaiah, and David? Do you do you think that we are better than David, than Isaiah, than Job? Are we are any better than David?
4: The Lord is speaking to someone tonight, and I'm part of it. I just heard the Lord say yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He said he's speaking to the heart.
5: He's speaking to the heart. Lord, whose heart are you speaking to? Because he says to the heart. I'm speaking to the heart, he says. Do you and I think that we're better than Job and Isaiah and David? Who said I'm in bile, I am unclean lips, I am I am I have transgressions as David. The Lord is holding us accountable for our sin and transgression. It is for us to say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin, my trespasses, my transgression, my evil. Lord, I am so sorry against you, against have I sinned, and has done this evil beside me. Lord, cleanse me with thy blood, hallelujah, clean all my bookkeeping record in heaven, Lord, for my person, and my past, and my future. Lord, blot out my transgression, my Lord, my God, have mercy upon us. Watch me truly from my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgression, and my sins are ever before me <coughs> against thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy side and thy side so thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clean without judges behold i was shaped in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me behold i decided through in my inward part the heart god says the heart the hidden part thou shalt make me to known wisdom purish me with up and i shall be clean watch me and i shall be wither than snow whiter than snow me to hear joy and gladness and the bone which thou have broken may rejoice this only happens in heaven well it can happen here temporarily but in heaven thank the lord goes on in our lives my brother and sister god wants to cleanse us any words brother?
6: yeah yeah I found one here in psalm desert it, uh, um, it starts in uh it starts in uh, psalm seventy three verse twenty one it says Thus my heart was grieved, and I was prickled in my reins. So foolish was I, and ignorant, I was a beast before Thee. Nevertheless, I am continually, I am continually with Thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Um, thou shalt guide me with Thy counsel, and afterward, receive me to glory. Thank you. Yeah.
4: Amen. That's it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, the heart, the heart,
5: God sees the heart, man looks at the appearance, but God looks at the heart, God says to Samuel, and God is looking at my heart tonight, he says the heart, I heard him say the heart, it's the heart that I'm speaking to, he says, "Angel Lord, where is your heart with God, tonight where is your heart, is your heart with God in heaven, Waste your heart on the material things that will soon will perish. I was telling Brother Tony, if God allow me to have this other thing, I want to have it. But only if he does allow me to. If he does it, it's okay. I am fine. My brother is sisters. We can want many things. We can want other things. But if God allows us to have them, if he doesn't allow us to have them, we will not have it. We can try because that's what a lot of people do. This is the frustration of many people. They they can try having this, having that, and then they find it impossible to have them. And they can even lose their life trying to have the things they wanted. When God doesn't want you to have them, it makes it impossible. But when God wants you to have them, He will make it possible for you. Thank you, Lord. Anything. That you want to have, ask God for it. And continue to pray every day. Lord, you know, if you don't ask, you will not receive. But Jesus said in Matthew 7, ask and thou shalt receive. The only way you're going to receive it is if you ask. Are you praying about the things you want besides the things you need? Because God can give you what you need for sure. But he can also give you what you want, the petition of your heart, the Bible says. Those of the want. He can give you what you want. But you gotta ask. You gotta put it in prayer every day. Put it in prayer and fasting. I believe fasting is the oil to the prayer. It's like fasting is the oil or the gas for your car. If you want to get anywhere, put gas in your car. Put fasting in your prayer if you want to get anywhere. Johnny. And God would I have people come to me that said to me that for many years they pray about many things and they never receive. Then when I share with them that they will fast and pray and ask God about these things. But also ask God first to increase our faith. Because you could be asking like I was without faith. And here's the problem that when you pray without faith, or when you live without faith, first of all, the righteous shall live by faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that you seek him. Seek him daily, but do fast every week. Put oil to your to your prayer, and watch what happens. And then, when they tried it, the way the Lord has been teaching me for years, it worked. It got back to me. And it works. Sometimes a lot of people think that we're not praying for healing. I was thinking about that last week. I don't know if we're praying for healing much on the Lord's job anymore. Maybe it's something I want to start. And to my surprise, some people had asked me for prayer of healing. And I'm getting feedback of people being healed. Again, that is joy. That gives you joy. In the Lord, because I was thinking about this, and the Lord, when he puts something in my heart, they can confirm it through a miracle or a sign or something. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So never give up on your healing, your deliverance, your petition. Those are things that you should be praying for every day. Even if God has not answered you yet, ask for them. God will bring it to you in his timing. His timing is perfect. He'll make it happen. Amen. I noticed that when I fasted for what I was praying for, God would answer me faster. I would hear from Him faster. But if I would not pray about the things, then the Lord helped me understand what what is the really meaning of fasting. One of the main meaning of fasting that the Lord revealed to me was that when you're praying for something. And then you fast. The Lord revealed to me that then you are sincere about what, about what you're asking. I didn't know this. But it's the way he helped me to understand. Tell if you're asking me for something. And you fast about it also. You're being sincere. You're being honest. Mm-hmm. You're being serious is the word. Serious about it. Okay? But if you don't fast about it. What he led me to understand is like you don't care. Either way, whether you receive or not. But if you fast about it, you you mean business. You mean business. You mean that you want God to to answer you when you fast about it. And that to me, thank you, Lord. That to me brought a, a deeper revelation on fasting. Because to me, fasting was, well, you want to be Isaiah 58 to break the joke, break the bondage, which it really means that also. But when you fast about anything you're asking God, you're being serious. You're letting God know, look, I'm serious about this. I need you to answer me what I'm asking you. And God loves sincere, serious heart. And that's the heart that David had. Mm -hmm. Sincere, serious heart. You can see it when, when the prophet Nathan comes to David. And tells David the story about the man that had one sheep and this and this other man had his friend come over and having so many sheep in, in his land went into the one sheep that this man had how did david react to him? this man shall die so what did he, what did he pronounce dead over his own child that man is you David oh you know it was, it was such a transgression this man made that it grieved David. David reacted in, in, in justice right away. He needs to pay for this. Ten times for. What well, I mean is you, David. Whoa. It was such a such a wicked reaction that made men taking that sheep from that family, who was like a son, part of the family, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. See, we don't know the meaning to other people. I had a lot of people requesting me prayer for bird. And I said, well, I did tell people on the Lord's hour to, in animals, different animals. Some people have cat, bird, dog. In the beginning, to me, it was a little bit strange. The beginning of the Lord's hour, years ago. Because I was telling people that God would heal this, how God would heal that, you know. But there a whole lot of people, oh, my cat needs healing, my dog needs healing, my bird needs healing. And I'm like, are people trying to make fun of me? Because I'm calling people for prayer for the family to be healed. Mm-hmm. But they're telling me that their animals need healing. So I, 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 was, I had a little debate in the beginning in regard to this. But then the story of the sheep that this man loved as one and his son, made me to understand is that people love their animals as their own children. And if you care for them, you will also care for their animals. Some people love their birds as children. Some people love, hallelujah, their, their cow as children. Their animals, the cow, whatever it is. The sheep, they love them as children. If anyone try to do any harm to them, they will fight for that animal as a child. So who are we to tell that person not to love a person? Not to love that animal as another human being. No. People can choose to love who they want to love. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. And then as we prayed for, for the animals and God began to heal some of them, I began to see the mercy of God. And then when the Lord took me to heaven, and I saw the, dog, the Lord loving the dog in heaven, that we even pray down here for, Jesus was had them there and He was loving on them. God gave me. A greater understanding of the love of God. That we we think of God so limited, but there's no limit to God. There's no limitation. We think of God, and we think that we want to put God in a box, box, or in a home, in a church, in a building, and we want to tell God, no, you need to stay in this church because you know this is your church, this is your house, this is your building. You need to, And, and God is looking at us and smiling at us and say, but my child, I'm everywhere. I'm in heaven. I'm on earth. Isaiah, the, 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 hallelujahs. When, when the seraphim worship God, this is what they say. One cry unto another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord's host. The whole earth is full of his glory. His glory was all over the earth. And there was, not part of, there was not one part of the earth that the glory was not there. My brother and sister. God is everywhere. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the, the thing is that he showed me, he showed me my birth in heaven. Bird. We lost, we lost Valentina, well but they're in heaven. And they had them in a place nice and beautiful for them. Were, Angels were there with him, and they were love and care, and they were not afraid. There they were, my bird, being taken care in heaven. God take care of his creation. God love his creation. Now for the sisters. Hallelujah. The story of Ginger. Ginger, Jesus had her by her side in heaven. Ginger is a daughter from our dear sister who she raised and loved very much. And she prayed about her dog and we pray about her dog. And the Lord showed me ginger in heaven. With Jesus. My brother and sister. There was ginger happy. The same ginger that passed away on the earth in heaven with Jesus. Very happy. Who can take her joy now? Nobody can. Jesus Jesus loved Ginger very much. My brother and sister, God is good. God has a great love for his creation. Hallelujah. Behold, I am vile, Job said. Why should I answer thee? I lay my hand upon my mouth. Once I have spoken for now, I, I will not answer ye twice, but I will proceed no further. The the answer the Lord uh, then answered the Lord unto Job out of the whirlwind and said, Get up thy loin now like a man. I will demand of thee and declare that one to me. When God gives you something important, which to God, everything is important, he gives to us, he will demand of us. See, you, we like to ask God for things. But remember that when, to those that God has given much, he will demand much. Yeah. So, hallelujah, remember what you're asking for when you ask, that there will be a demand. Without also the sound of my judgment, without condemning, that thou may be righteous, God is saying to Job, have thou an arm like God, and cast out thunder with a voice like him? No way. But this right here opened the eyes of Job, and the understanding that God can do things beyond our imagination. And he can do it because he has the power to do so. Mm-hmm. And the power that we don't comprehend. We don't comprehend the power of God. We don't comprehend his mind. But God can do anything. Deck thyself now with majesty and excellency. Array thyself with glory and beauty. Cast a brow the rage of thy wrath. And behold, everyone is proud and, and evasive. Hallelujah. No one can do that but God. Look, everyone that is proud, bring him low. Turn down the wicked in their place. Only God can do this. You see? In other words, what you see that you think is so evil and so unperfect and so unrighteous, God can bring it to base. God can bring it down to a place. And he's going to bring, there is a day coming, three days of darkness, where God's going to cleanse the earth. Judgment is about to happen any day now. We don't know the day and hour. But one thing God is guaranteeing us, that when this judgment that is about to begin begins, our whole life is going to change. I tell my children that very soon we will have power outages. Are we ready for it? Yeah, we're ready to have power in our house. But we're not ready to have no power. Are we ready for... That? And that's... We don't, pre, we don't prepare ourselves for the worst. We like to be prepared for the things we have, but not for the worst. There are power outages coming over the United States. Every state will have issues with power outages because the earthquakes that are coming are going to damage power plants. <clears throat> nuclear power plants all over the U.S. are going to crack. The foundation is going to crack. And there will be nuclear waste released through those cracks and what do you think authority do when that happens they run away they would like to fly to another uh, planet to be honest with you because nuclear waste once they're released into the air into the into the water because they they have to be made close to the water but once they're released into the water goes out into the oceans it contaminates all the fish all the life and whatever we were eat will have nuclear in it. Every fish we eat will have nuclear waste in it. Japan announced that they, they will have to release some of the nuclear waste into the sea. And immediately it was like world new. Everybody is afraid for what Japan is about. What like to do or, or they seem that they have no choice to do. My brother and sister, the nightmare is about to begin. No one is ready. But God has promised us that I love him, that he's going to keep us. And protect us during this time. And this is why now, not tomorrow, now is the day of salvation. Today is the day where we get serious with God. Today we make the, re- the, 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 the the decision by heart, from the heart, to repent. And say, Lord, I'm sorry, but help me to make it through the worst time that's about to begin. Because God said he will keep his. But how many are his from the heart? Not just the lips. He's speaking to the heart, he says, tonight. The heart, I heard him say the heart. Tonight, he said he wants to speak to the heart. He wants the heart to repent. He wants us to repent from the heart. You know, when you repent from the heart, it's sincere repenting. That's what that is. Anything from the heart is sincere. Everything from the lips my brother and sister, we, we, in Greek, the word hypocrite is a word for actor. Like an actor in Hollywood, Hollywood actors. The word Greek for that is actor. We need to be careful because actors are applauded and they, they get trophy. And a lot of people want to be actors. But the significance of being an actor is being a hypocrite in Greece. Then God don't want us to be a hypocrite. God wants us, God doesn't want us to be an actor. God wants us to be sincere believers who sincerely repent before him, before anything comes. Because a lot of people, when they see the trouble coming, they're going to begin to repent. But is it, is it going to be sincere? Because God is speaking to them now, and they may, they may say, ah, I'll repent when it comes. But then they begin to repent when it comes, and God says, that's not sincere, my daughter. That's not sincere, my son. I ask you for sincere repentance. That means you do it before it comes. Okay? What did the Hebrew young men say to, the, to them that were going to throw them in the oven? Into the fire. What did they say? Whether God delivered them or not, they were not going to worship their idols. Because it was up to God whether to deliver them or let them die. God could have let them die and they would have gone to heaven. See, God either way has no problem because he's in control. See, so a lot of people pray for God to do things their way, not his way. But in this case, God wanted to deliver them from the fire and show them that he's mightier than the fire. So the Lord was in the fire with them and saved them. My brother and sister. But what happened if God wanted them to die in the fire? Nothing. They would have gone to heaven. They would have been safe. My brother and sister. The question was, in our Bible study, what about those of us that didn't do what these men did, or like Daniel did, and went and worshipped the idol? When the trumpet was sound, the Jewish people went and bowed down and worshiped the idol. But then later on, 70 years passed, and they went back to the promised land. What happened to them that worshiped the idol? You know what happened to them? They became the scribe and Pharisee. If you are not sincere with God from the heart, like those three, three young men was, Misha, Meshach, Abednego, if they were not, they were sincere in Daniel, Mm -hmm. they were sincere with God, they did not worship, no matter what the consequence, was. but what happened with the rest of the people that they worship, the rest of the Jewish that they worship, the idol, they later on 70 years passed, they were released and went back to the land of Israel, what happened? What did the Lord says? Let me show you a little bit. So you know that nothing is ignored by God. Nothing. Absolutely. Every single thing you and I do has a consequence. Hallelujah. They're back into the promised land seventy years later. They did worship the idol that Kinabuchan raised. What happened when Messiah comes back to them? John one eleven, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Mm-hmm. What happened when you are blind and you cannot see? You cannot decide because you cannot see. Mm-hmm. You are told there's someone there. You are told that God. You are told by the priest, And John the Baptist came and baptized people in the Jordan and told him that someone greater than him was coming, that he was not worthy to untie his sandals.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: He said, But what happened with these people that they worship the idol? They, were, they rise immediately against John and ended up beheading John. Do you think that the decision you make today are not going to affect your life with God? Of course they will.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: The people that did not listen to Moses in the wilderness were mostly causing to repentance, who were murmuring and complaining. What, consequence, what happened later on when Moses went up to the mountain for 40 days and 49? What happened when Moses took long? 40 days and 49, what did they say to Aaron and the people? Make us the God that took us out of Egypt. Moses comes down with a tablet. What did he find people doing? Worshipping idols. God says that those idols that have eyes but cannot, but cannot see, have ear but cannot hear, have mouth but cannot speak, so are they that make them blind. They became blind. That's why when Jesus came to them, he came to his own, but his own received them not. But as many are receiving, today he gave us the power to become the sons of God, even to those who believe in his name. See, why can they not believe in Jesus? Because they did not obey him back in Babylon. They bowed to the, to the idol that recognize So they became blind like the idol. Messiah comes from there and he is Emmanuel, God among us. And they could not recognize him. They could not receive. His word balanced him. It causes them pain. Because when you're not sincere, when you're an actor like the actors in Hollywood, you will not receive from God. Verse, unless you repent. 13, who were born out of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The Word was made flesh. Dwell among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He came full of God, full of grace, full of truth. And why can they not receive him? Because if you're not obedient, when God calls you to be obedient, Mm -hmm. you become blind. You have ears, but you will not hear. You will have eyes, but you will not see. Mm -hmm. And when, when he comes to you, he's a stranger to you. Who are you? Who are you that we should worship you?
4: My Lord, my God. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. John bore
5: witness in, of him in cried, saying that he was whom I spoke, that he that cometh after me is, is prefer, preferred before me, for he was before me, and of his fullness have we all received Grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses. The law was given by Moses. By grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man have seen God in any time. Only the, the the begotten son who is the bosom of the Father. Who was in the bosom of the Father. He had declared him. And this is the record, John, when the Jews sent priests Levi from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed, and then nine out, but confess, I am not the Christ. See, John has no problem with what Jesus gave him. Because, see, God had John separated unto himself in the wilderness under obedient, eating locusts. Mm-hmm. See, he first called him to be obedient. That was a test. John went and did what God said. Went to the wilderness, okay, and he was he was being led by the voice of the Lord
4: in the wilderness.
5: And then, so when he was called to baptize in the Jordan, he already had been tested by God. Moses the same. Moses was sent to the wilderness before he can come to the mountain of God, and and and, and Messiah can reveal himself to him. It's in the wilderness of the personal relationship that we have with God right now, we are in the wilderness. Here in this personal relationship that we have with God, in this wilderness that God affords us, where we find things so difficult, where we say, I don't know what I'm going to do. A lot of people say, I don't know what I'm going to do to eat tomorrow. I have no money. Some people are saying, I have no money. I have no food in my house. I have no money. In this wilderness, where everything is hard and difficult, if we trust the Lord, he will provide in this wilderness. But here is the test of faith. The children of Israel were in Babylon and slave. Their test was not to worship any idol. God told them to the Ten Commandments that thou shalt not worship other God before me. Okay? And, and so we need to be reminded of Exodus. I know, this is like the second time God brings me back to Exodus. Go back to Exodus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thou shalt not make any graven image.
2: Can you read it for me, brother? Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Uh, read it, we don't
6: Okay. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for I the Lord for I am the Lord your God a jealous god visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and uh, showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain remember the sabbath day to keep it holy Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day the Sabbath of the Lord your God, and in it it thou shalt do any work, uh, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is in thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested in the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and, and hallowed it. Honor thy father and your mother. thy mother, and that thy days be long upon the, upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house um, that Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his maidservant, nor his ma- manservant Nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's all, And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and and the mountain smoking And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off and they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to test you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that ye that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto, unto the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, Ye, ye have seen... That I ha- that I talk with you from heaven, ye shall not make me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth shall thou make unto me, and shalt sacrifice thereon burnt offerings and and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thine oxen. In all places where I rec- recur record my name, I will come I will come unto thee. I will bless thee. And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build, build it on hewn stone. For if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou, thou hast polluted it. Neither shalt thou go by, neither shall go, neither shalt thou go up by steps, unto mine altar, that thy nakedness be not uncovered thereon.
4: What do you think, brother?
6: Yeah, those are the commandments of. Uh, you know the lord um yeah he was he gave those to moses and uh yeah you know it's still our commandments to us now you know every one of them you know uh that one is really i believe it's you know uh worshipping an idol worshipping someone something you know or someone that is you know that is our Creator. That is very, you know, it is very grievous before the Lord. That is, he, that's, in fact, that's the first one He gave Moses, you know. that That's really, and, uh, you know, I have to repent of that, you know. Uh, uh, you know, uh, worshiping someone, you know, back then in my, in my religion, you know. But even now, you know, we can still have idols, you know, in our hearts. You know, it can be anything really, you know, even as believers. We still have idols. We need to repent of it can be food It can be it can be anything really it can be even our own family or it can be Anything that we idolize, you know, any physical thing down here on earth So Amen. yeah,
4: he says that Isaiah say I say 61 I believe it is When
5: when the Lord says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord have anointed me to praise the good tidings unto the meek. He yeah. has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, yeah. and to opening the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the the year of the Lord, in the bending of our God to come for all the mourn. To appoint unto them mourn in Mount Zion. And and then he goes on. But one is to opening the eyes of the blind. Opening, he says, "Then open the blind, shall be open, the year of the death shall be unstopped, as so I said to the final, now
4: here. He
5: had a plan to open the eyes of the blind. Why did the Lord have a plan to open the eyes of the blind? Because He knew what the decision that they were making is. By worshipping Nabucchanese idol, they will become blind. So Messiah has to come to open the eyes of the blind.
2: Okay. That's the mercy
5: of God. Said, to open the blinds of the eye, to bring out of the prisoner from the prison them that are setting darkness out of the prisons of the house. There are people for what for their decision, wicked and evil decision, that are in presence of darkness. And the Lord can take you in the spirit and show you all that. But there are people there. I had a brother that I ministered to that the Lord opened his eyes. He saw himself in a in a well, like in a hole. Mm. Imprisoned in, in darkness. And we and I told him to fast and pray. And with that deliverance in his life, he saw himself when God took come out of there. Okay. But he said mm. that, you know what he says, he confessed to me? Brother, most of my life I was there because when God showed me I was there before God used to set me free, he said. And listen, careful, because there are some people there.
4: There are some people there. We be,
5: I told him to fast and pray, and I fasted in prayer, and we prayed together. As I was casting demons out of him, hundreds and thousands of demons were coming out of his life. But the Lord while I was doing this, the Lord opened his eyes. He saw himself sitting in that prison. That talks about here in Isaiah forty two, seven. in darkness out of the prison house. Mm-hmm. The devil had put him there spiritually. And he saw himself in there in the prison. And he said he just wanted to get out of there. But he didn't know how. But Jesus came to set the captive free. Mm-hmm. To get them out of the prisons. Get them out of there. Because the devil may want to throw people in there. My brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Zachariah 12.4 says, In that day saith the Lord, I will smite every horse with astonishment, his rider with madness. Mm-hmm. Magnus. I will open the eyes upon the house of Judah, and I will smite every horse with blindness. madness and blindness. Remember that. madness and blindness. These are consequent upon the earth today of many people. Why do you think so? people go to psychiatrists and have to drink so many different pills? Magnus, problem of the mind.
4: Madness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
5: Hallelujah. They said unto the blind man, What say thou of him? He that opened thine eye. He said, He is a prophet. And not just a prophet; he was a true prophet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. John ten twenty one. Others said, There is no, there is not a word of him that has a, a devil. Can the devil open the eyes of the blind? No. The devil wants to make everyone blind, but not open the eyes of the blind. Mm -hmm. Okay?
4: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So the Lord came to set the captive free.
5: And that's the fact of the matter. That many people are captive. And they're captive in their sin. They're captive. In the life that they had chosen, that is not of God, but the Lord wants to set them free. He came to set the captive free. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Even the Bible—you can see the Bible because i used to look this up and find it easy now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Everything is difficult. Ba. Amen. Hallelujah. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Even Isaiah confirmed that they are in a prison. Spiritually. Spiritually. This is all spiritually. Ask the Lord to take you out of your prison. Fast and pray for the Lord to take you out of your prison. Where the devil has thrown you in it. Because once you're there, you as a Christian will feel free. Whom the Son set free, it is free indeed, John 8.36. But first, you need to know the truth, and the truth will set you free, John 8.32. Please understand, hallelujah, what God wants to do in your life. He wants to set you free from your prison. Well, you've probably been there all your life. This man said to me, he was in a prison all his life. All his life he knew the God let him know that the devil had thrown him in that prison and that he wanted to get out, but he didn't know. Hallelujah. God said through the prophet Joel, For behold in those days and in that time when I should bring back the captive of Judah in Jerusalem. Well, God said he will bring them back. But in the day in the day come back to the promised land. But how do they come? bring back the captives. He called them captives. They were still captive when he brought them back. I'm bringing back the captives, oh, they're captives. And people were like, but the, the like, well, we're free. And Jesus said, you yeah, had your father the devil. And they, they were saying they were free. They were still captive. And were they, and then The devil had them in the prison. The day they worshiped the idol in Babylon, they became captives. The devil got a hold of them. The only man that was free was Daniel and the other three Jewish men who said, We will not worship your idol. We will not bow down to your idol. They were free. But the rest of the people who did were captive. Even when they returned back to the land, they were captive. Imagine still being a Christian for many years, still captive. That's the case in many people today. Christian for many years, knowing the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. We did several times and they're still captive. Explain that to someone. Back to their homeland still captive. God help us. God help us. Thank you, Lord. But God God, you know, God has a plan. God's gonna, God is going to set people free. There's a time coming. Someone saw and I'm gonna say that in regards to the community. We will have enough service and someone saw the glory of God in the service setting people free people were coming through the door and they were being set free as they were coming through the door they were experiencing God in a level and a freedom they never experienced before there was a glory of God in the place and they came through the door they were being set free I know it's coming I know that day is coming I know it's close people are going to experience God for the first time in their life be free Many things that are holding them back in their lives. The day is coming. I know it's coming. I know. I know. The Lord is good. He did it to His own people. He came into the land. They were all captive. He began to set them free, little by little. That's why He picked twelve. Beyond the twelve, no one else listened. People like the fish and the bread. I was there, but only twelve were set free. Only twelve were being cleansed by the Word. That Jesus was speaking to them, and this is where we are now. We're being cleansed by the Word. We're being cleansed. This is why, step by step, Jesus took it step by step with His disciples, because He knew He could not give it to all of them right there, or they would all quit on Him. Lord, so it's it's going to take some time,
4: but it's coming. Thank you, Lord. Praise You, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
5: One of the greater promises we got in Ephesians 4.8 that we can always claim unto our own lives. Ephesians 4.8 says, Therefore he said, and this is the promise of God, and I'm going to put it in the shadow. but I hope that you will pray this for your, for your own life and your own family. Please, and fast about this verse. Take Ephesians 4 and claim this to you and your family. Okay. Therefore he said, when he ascended up to on high, he led captivity captive and gave gift unto men. What he took captive was God that can hold people captive. But you gotta claim it and declare and proclaim it to your own life and to your family's life. I began to play claim deliverance for my family by healing from curses. And I began to see that in my own family. Now my mom is preaching the word, you know. But I know there's still a lot of work to be done. But there's a lot of work done already. But more needs to be done. He took activity captive. We can pray and fast about it. For the Lord to set our family free. He came to set the captive free. My brother insisted. When they worshiped the idols in the wilderness, they became blind. When Moses told them, Those that I would ask, come to their side. Moses, what what was it? A large percentage of the people were on the other side, blind, and did not want to hear the voice of of God through Moses. Come to the side of Moses. What happened? The earth opened up and swallowed them, because that was direct disobedience toward God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. You see, they're consequent for every action. You have to stick with God. Listen to Him. Be obedient. Because their consequence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And they, that they may recover them, themselves out of the snare of who? Out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by Him and His will. Uh, let me put this in the chat room. Because this is not a made-up story here. It's just a fact in the Bible of what people were going through. And it's a fact that people are going through today. My brothers just to the me of the devil. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. So,
4: please
5: ask the Lord to set you free. He came to set the carpet free. When the sons are free, hallelujah, it is free indeed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Again, Matthew 13, 44, against the kingdom of heaven, is like unto a treasure hid in the field, which when a man has found, he hides. Right? And there is a reason why God tells us this story about the kingdom of heaven this way. Because each believer, let me finish the verse. He hides it. He hides. For the joy thereof, he goes and sells it all that he has and buys the field. Okay? Why did he hide this treasure? Okay? And the reason is, you, this is your personal relationship with God that you must keep between you and God. If you try to get someone into your personal relationship with God in it, you may end up lukewarm. Or walking away from God. You need to hit that inside of you, between you and God, and have that personal daily relationship with him.
3: Mm
5: -hmm. One-on-one. And it has to be a treasure to you. Your personal relationship with God has to be a treasure. That you treasure so much that you hide in your heart and your life that you have to be careful who you let in. This This is important. Which is important because the devil will send people to try to mislead you and bring false teaching into your life But in that hidden treasure that is in your salvation There was a, a great price paid for our salvation yes. by Jesus Christ our Lord on the cross and pain yes. When a man have found he hides, For the joy there goes and selling all that he had and, and buy it field. he's willing to give up everything he owns for his salvation. Amen? He he that give up his life is willing to give up his life to to die. He will win it. But he that try to preserve it will die. will lose it. Jesus said. So as an example, I'll be willing to give up everything for what God has given you. Salvation. Hallelujah. Luke 6.23. Rejoice ye in the day live for joy. For behold, your reward is good in heaven, for like manner they their father unto the prophet. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And then Luke 15, 7. And I say unto you, thy wife, more joy shall be in heaven. This is what I saw. Over one sinner that repented. But over 99 just persons who need no repentance. You know, I was like, why are these people clapping and celebrating for this man, sinner, that repented on the earth, that made it to heaven? And this is the, the answer here. Okay. This is the way it is in heaven. They rejoice in heaven. For one sinner that repents. Salvation is greatly valued in heaven. Greatly valued. We need to greatly value our salvation right here, too. Keep it. Like the men who found the treasure. Keep it between you and us. Be careful because the enemy will send people to mislead you, misguide you, to, to lead you wrong. Okay? He will send people to lead you wrong. But remember to trust only the Lord with your life. Some people get offended when we say we should only trust the Lord. Because people say, well, I haven't done anything to you. Why can you not trust me? You don't understand. In regard to salvation, we can only trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. Personal relationship with him. is a must. each and one of us. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10, 30 For ye had com- compassion on me and my bond, and took joyfully the spoil of your good, knowing yourself that ye have in heaven a better and enduring
4: sustenance,
5: that what we have in better is better. In heaven it's better, I'm telling you, They'll be willing to give up anything for God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua.
2: Hallelujah.
5: How did you value your
4: salvation, brother Tony?
6: Yeah, it's uh well, knowing that the Lord what the Lord did, um, it's a gift, you know. Salvation is a gift. <clears throat> um, what he did on the cross, it's it's really the you know, the core of the of the New Testament, you know fact, the whole Bible, you know, you know that what the Lord did and, and the cross its it's um gave me salvation, you know, and um, that's something that we need to take care of, you know, with fear and trembling. It's really, it's, it's really important, you know, because some people, you know, lose that gift. Some people just, just, you know, we we see people that were, you know, that neglect this gift, you know, and so many people, we see that all around us and this is, you know, this is, when it comes to salvation, it's something that we don't take lightly, you know, it's something that it's serious because it's your own soul, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it's where we're going to spend, you know, eternity, not just that, but now where we're at, the time where we're at now, it's really, it's, we need to take it more serious, you know, when concerning salvation, concerning our relationship with God, but yeah, salvation is, it's is a gift from God and, and, uh, and we know where it comes from, you know. We know where it comes from, you know. God giving it to us through His Son Jesus, and and uh, you know, it's it's really important, you know. Um, re, you know, taking care of our salvation is, is, is important, very important, and uh, and
5: uh, right now, God is getting us ready for the greatest move a, of God.
6: Yeah.
5: Are you looking forward there? Yeah,
6: yeah. yeah. This is. Uh,
5: do you want to be an internal part
6: of that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I want to. I'm seeking, you know, I'm seeking for this. I'm seeking for more of God, you know. And and uh, for us that are seeking now more of God, he's going to give us that in the days to come, you know. He's going to give us what we're, look, what we're desiring because, you know, as believers, we should be desiring, you know, like the Bible says, you know, he that win his souls is wise. And if that's what we're seeking now, that's what we're gonna see in the days to come. You know, is we're gonna be seeing people, you know, like you were saying, set free, people being saved. You know, but all he wants to do is, in this days to come, he's gonna, he's gonna save people, you know, and and uh, and heal people. You know, once they're healed, of course, I, how can they not be saved when they see the healing? You know, and. Yeah, I I do want.
5: want to, do you want to be one of those
6: that will be showing that power? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know that that's my desire. You know, and that I believe it's in most of us. You know, it's a desire. It should be at least. It is in me. You know, I want to be. I want to. I want to walk in that power. I want to go toward toward God. You know, just more of Him, and uh, I, I really want it. I desire it, and I want to be part of it. You know, I don't want to be left out, you know, of what he's about to do. And uh, I want to be part of it. You know, the the Bible says, you know, the the violent take it by force, you know, Jesus said. And when he said that, he's meaning that you're going to go after it no matter what what gets in your way, because there's going to be things getting your way, but you have to, you have to want it. You know, you have to want this salvation. You have to want this. This power of God, no matter what, no matter what you have to do or go through, you know, if you have to fast, you, you do it, you know, you, if you really want it, you're going to do it, you know, and, uh, Amen.
0: and Amen. you're going to get it. The
6: promise of God is, you know, seek and you'll find and, and he's faithful. It's just, it, it's really up to us, you know, if, and we're going to go after him and, and, uh, but yeah, those of us that are really wanting it, yeah, we're going to see it we are going to see. How do
5: you encourage other people to also seek that and want to want that to be used by God that way? You
6: know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, just uh, seeking God. You see, it's really, um, I, I don't see, you know.
5: Be willing, have a yeah,
6: commitment. Be, yeah, commitment really is, is, uh, like I said, you have to hunger for it. You have to want it. And, you gotta get you gotta get to a certain point where you get tired of not seeing it, you know, of not seeing the move of God or or not, because when you really want something, you're gonna go after it no matter what. And and prayer, you know, like fasting, like you say, fasting is 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 you know the Lord said it Himself, you know, prayer and fasting, you know, you know does it, you know, when he when he was talking about. You know casting out certain devils you know it's it's gonna be through prayer and fasting, not just prayer it's gonna take fasting you know and that's what it means it's you're gonna go <clears throat> you're gonna go for more <clears throat> but yeah prayer yeah, you just have to you had you just have to you just have to pray you know and seek God with all that you are just remember that verse that verse that i that I say it's uh the violent take it by force that means you're gonna go after the spiritual. You know, you're, you're gonna be violent in the spirit, you know. You you're gonna you're gonna have to, you know, do whatever it takes, you know. There's a saying that they say, you know, sometimes they say face your fears. You know, that it's true you can take that spiritually, you're gonna have to, you know, face your fears and something mm-hmm. that you don't wanna do. It's it's good to do it, you know, like most of us don't like fasting, you know, um but when you do it, you're gonna see his hand move. You're gonna you're gonna see him. That's his promise. You know, the whole Bible is God's promise. He's, he's promising us. It's really up to us to believe. And you know, our step. It's really up to us. You know, if we do our part, you know, he's faithful. He's gonna do his part for sure. You know, because he's God and he's 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 faithful more than we can even imagine. You know, and uh, but yeah, he's he's. want to see his power like that woman you know with the issue of blood you know it was really up to her it's what she did that caused that power you know for her healing you know she caused that healing you know it's because of her faith what she did she went through a whole multitude to get to the Lord you know she had to do what seemed impossible you know she had to really have big faith to you know for the power to come out of the Lord and And heal her you know it's really it was her part she did her part you know and that's what we're going to have to do we're going to have to go through a multitude you know we're going to have to break through that barrier whatever it is and you're going to have to you know you're going to have to really um we're going to have to believe you know because when doubt comes you just kind of have to reject it and and go through it you know you're going to have to we're going to have to Go through whatever it takes to get what we're wanting, you know, Like Jacob, he had to fight his, he had to fight for his blessing. You know, it was a whole night battle, that fight that he had with an angel. And, uh, you know, at the end, he got his blessing, but he had to, you know,
4: he would not let him go.
6: Yeah. He would not let him go, you know, and, uh, he, he grabbed onto the angel, you know, until the angel blessed him.
5: Wow. Yeah. Does that mean he was serious
6: about it? He was really serious. He was wanting for that blessing. See, he had faith, but he didn't give up, you know. He had seen it before, you know, but <clears throat> he didn't give up. He knew that he, there was more, and uh, he fought that angel. In fact, that angel broke one of his, you know, yeah. a dislocated, uh, it was a rib, yeah, and uh, and even so, he he didn't give up. That That's, that's us, you know. That's us that we must... Giving up shouldn't be in us, you know. That shouldn't be in us. And, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he, he's good. He is so good. The Lord is good.
5: And part of the suffering also,
2: that's
5: yeah. the Lord when he was carrying the cross. The Bible said he opened not his mouth. How do
6: right. you see that? Yeah, he did. It does say, you know, in Isaiah. And then in the New Testament, it confirms that. Do so you see yeah. that, like, avoiding murmuring? and all that. Yeah, He didn't open his mouth, that's right. A lot of it has to do with teaching us, you know, that in certain, when we go through difficulties, we want to talk, we want to open our mouth, you know. And sometimes when we're going through something difficult, what comes out of us it's really, certain things are not good at all. That's another, that's another teaching to us that just... Just going through something you know it's just really just should be only to praise god and and uh and uh to just not not talk you know certain things that we shouldn't, you know and uh but yeah, he that I believe that was teaching us, but yeah he he was we see that he didn't open his mouth, he didn't complain, you know when he was going through the difficulties, he didn't complain, he didn't say. You know, he he didn't start, you know, um, saying something to them that he would have regret later on, you know. He just kept his mouth, you know, he just, he didn't open his mouth, you know. That is him teaching us, you know. It is teaching us for sure, but because he had so much love and, and loved the Father so much, he just, he knew what was coming, you know, after that pain. He knew all of us would be saved. That's what, that's what was in his heart, you know. It was um, his great love, and and uh, that's really part of why he didn't, he didn't talk, is he knew what was gonna happen afterwards. He just knew, and yes, it was painful for him, more you know, extremely painful. But mm-hmm. but love was the, what got him through. You know, love was what mm-hmm. what got him through. And Amen. Thank you, yeah, that's right,
4: and that's what's gonna get
6: us through. Yeah,
4: trust. The trust in the Lord.
6: That's right.
4: And 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 through it, praying and fasting, in which He'll use to give us strength. Sorry. Right.
6: You
5: spend time in His Word. I know that you you listen to the
4: Word a lot, brother. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> that's that's <clears throat> been a great blessing to your
6: life, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hearing His Word, you know, listen. Just being His Word, however, however you can, you know. Of course, it's best to read it, you know, because you meditate better on it. But, however you can get the Word of God in you, meditating on it, however you can, and uh it, it I notice
5: every time I mention a library verse, you already know what book it is
6: yeah yeah i i've I'm owing to the word, you know, and I've learned that you know <clears throat> there are many voices out there, many books, many you know many many preachers, but the Word of God is the foundation,
2: yes
6: the Word of God is what's going to stand. And uh and it has
4: stayed
5: thousands of years in yeah, trial, and
6: yeah. it's, it's going to be farm yeah, and it's, it's it's the foundation and so the word of God is really the the best way to live on earth, the best way we can live on earth, you know sometimes we want we want to learn from other people and it is good, but the best way to live a life on earth is the word of God that's why there's so many you know examples of people in the in the bible you know it's it's really, it's in the word you know it's the word of god and it's what purifies us it cleanses us and if we do something according to the word we can't be wrong because it's according to scripture you know cuz i know i understand uh um you know like we we talked you know before about false teaching and all that you know but you cannot fail when you're in the word, you cannot fail, and it helps us in every way you know, and it changes us, yeah, it transforms us, it helps us and, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it's leading us it's god's word in our lives, and it will never fail us, you know it is the the, the word of god and and, it, and it's it's powerful, yeah it's really powerful amen
4: I know a lot of people are saying um because we've been talking about judgment to come, and I know a lot of people are looking to see when it's going to start, when gonna start. Mm-hmm. it going to start. It's coming. It, it's just God has said everything in the perfect timing of
5: God. And then when that begins, like the like God showed me a long ago, a few weeks ago, that when things change, when the judgment begins, things are going to change. Mm-hmm. Then when we find ourselves in the judgment, we are going to want these days. But one thing he revealed to me is that once we are in those days, these days are not
4: coming back. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord comes and said everything free. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to understand that
5: there are change coming. Like COVID-19 changed everything. Mm-hmm. We were talking about we're trying to get a, a carpenter here to do or work for us that require a license and all that. I can add an extra room to the house. We cannot even get someone before COVID. All these people were available. All these people yeah. died. All the hard-working people die. The leftover people don't want to work anymore. And it's hard to get someone to do anything anymore. So it yeah. changed everything. After COVID-19, the whole country changed. Now there's another change coming As soon as the earthquake comes to the United States Like the Lord is saying It's going to change everything Life is not going to be the same Power outages People running Worst thing now Scared Life is changing almost 100% You know So we don't want to rush to the judgment Like some people Some people don't think about this They're looking for the judgment Yes I am too because it's a sign the Lord is giving me but they don't understand that once they begin, there's no going back. There's only going forward in the judgment, and that's gonna be the worst because then they're gonna desire these days before the judgment. But then when they pray to the God and ask God, God's gonna say, "No, you're not gonna give those days anymore." I warn you that the judgment was coming, so don't don't rush yourself for the judgment. Let let God bring it in His timing okay. because change is coming. It will begin, then soon after that three days of darkness, tsunami three days of darkness, Mm -hmm. it's all going to be a mess and between mess. And you will not be able to tell when it's a good and a bad day because so much stuff going on on the earth. I already hear about earthquake, the Titanic Plate. Science is already starting Titanic Plate movement. They believe this it's on YouTube. There is a movement. I was playing my mama an audio in Spanish that was talking about what the scientists are saying about the Titanic place on the earth movement. That's gonna bring some kind of so much chaos and change on the earth. All these things are already changing slowly. and It is not going to be for good. It's going to be for a difficult life. Life on the earth is about to change. So That's why God said, be ready with me. I will deliver you through it. You'll go through it like Joe went through it. But God will will be with us and deliver us. You know, through it. And I believe that no cell phone tower available and working and no power for a few weeks and months is going to cleanse people from the iPhone from the demon on the on the Android, iPhone, and so much. Alexa, yeah. all these demons, people are going to be cleansed from them for weeks and months. Which the Lord is coming in the three days of darkness to come with us and change us in some format. To send us on the revival. Yeah. So God is just and good to give us maybe a few months of judgment before the three days of darkness that is about to come. Mm-hmm. So we can be cleansed for the transformation, for the change. Because with our iPhone full of demon now, for us to go into the transformation, it's a big risky, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's better for God to work with us, bring the power outages, bring our country to the knees, as he's showing, and then prepare us for the transformation and mm-hmm. send us out. It's all going to happen quickly. But what happened before is good for us, Mm -hmm. not having cell phone anymore, tower, cell phone available, no more computer available. Let's say no internet. It's going to be good because everyone at home now will have to take the time to repent and seek the Lord and be in fasting and prayer. That's a cleansing time coming for us. That's going to help us for the transformation. Because in the transformation of the spiritual land, we're going out later to evangelize and do all kinds of work. So God knows what we need. He's going to give us what we need. And all we can do is raise our hand and thank the, the God of heaven for this. Amen. So I will say now we'll come to the end. We're, we we're, I'm planning to be on on Tuesday night. If I'm not able to, I'm going to be traveling. But if I'm not able to, uh, 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 I'll put an audio. But, you know, I, I do want to bring the, I, I'm planning to bring the Bible study. I'll have my laptop with me. I'll try to, to come on and share on Tuesday night a Bible study and kind of just, just bring reminder of what the Lord is saying that is coming so as to refresh our mind and understanding and spend time in prayer with the Lord. I want to encourage you to continue to seek the Lord. Encourage one another. Iron I sharpened iron, the book of Proverbs says. And that's what we need to be doing now before the return of Jesus. Focus on the Lord more than anything. Encourage one another because the Lord is about to come for his bride that has her made herself ready. My brother and sisters. do not miss what? the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm Devin Feeley with an update on today's storm. Both southbound and Let me see. Thank you, Lord. Do not miss the coming of Jesus. You can miss anything, but do not miss the coming of Jesus. Drivers can take Highway 280 as an alternate in the meantime. Bad news for people hoping to visit National Parks this weekend. Golden Gate Recreational Area has closed a number of sites today due to
0: the storm. Both Alcatraz Island and Fort Point National Historic Site or also praise the lord everyone <clears throat> welcome to the teller seven
4: uh thank
5: you lord thank you jesus
0: love talk radio
2: there's
3: a peace i've come to know Though my heart and flesh may fail, there's an ache for my soul. I can say it is well, Jesus has opened.
0: the day of tomorrow has come it has come the time of rachel's weeping to be heard across your world is this appointed day of tomorrow rachel shall weep once within a wheel within a wheel of time within time rachel weeps once a second time is soon to follow a time of testing a time of trying did not i warn you o oh world did I not say trying and testing this appointed time is here is tomorrow is tomorrow's day as darkness descends beginning with my display of lights of dancing color for all colors for all to see and behold this is not a fable this is not a joke. I speak no idle words or foolishness why are you so shocked my children that I would use the darkness of Pharaoh's day upon you when I change not there is no new thing no new occurrence under my son my son my earth my souls my creation I created it all in love My love is unending and everlasting. Every plague listed, both known and unknown, is at my disposal. Every new virus or weapon created all originates from something I first created, for I am the only one who speaks and creation occurs.
4: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you. Thank you. Yahashua. Praise you, mighty Lord. Mighty, mighty, mighty God. Mighty Jesus. Mighty Yeshua. Mighty Yahashua. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, mighty Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. What a good God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, mighty God. Hallelujah. Who is and who is to come. Thank you, Lord. Because you are in control of everything, Lord. You are in control of our lives, Lord. And you know what is best for us. And we thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy that endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you. Thank you, Jehoshua. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, mighty Jesus. Mighty. Yeshua, mighty, Shahasha Well, shalom, shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord's hour. This is your host, brother in Christ, brother Elvi Sapara. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We are grateful for the opportunity the Lord gave us to, hallelujah, be here and be able to share his word, be able to share his revelation. Amen, because he is good in his love and forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you. Thank you, Jahashua. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, welcome to our Tuesday night Bible study. We're hoping that we will have a great Bible study tonight. Amen. Like we're always looking forward for God to reveal us his word and help us understand, my brother and sister, what is happening in the last days with the coming of Jesus. Amen. The Lord promised he, he will return for his people, my brother and sister, and we are here waiting for the coming of the Lord who made us a promise that he will return for us. Amen. And we're looking forward to to the return of Jesus my brother and my sister amen thank you Lord
5: amen you heard our uh, sister Becky from Tennessee talking about the three days of darkness there are three days of darkness that the Lord has spoken to me a few weeks ago that are close to come and we we were looking forward to the coming of Jesus we know that we will see judgment my brother and sister coming on the earth before those three days of darkness are are here, and they're practically here. But judgment will come first. When I talk about judgment, greater judgment, like the three signs the Lord's given me, uh, the, the earthquake in California, the eastern tsunami, and the water in Israel, and we know that Israel's getting ready. My brother and sister, we know that the sea will roar like a lion, and there will be a tsunami coming. My brother and my sisters. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Sister Becky talks about today and tomorrow. And I wanted to go ahead and look that up in the Bible and show you what, what our today is and what our tomorrow is, what is the today for the world, and what is the tomorrow for the world. And basically what it is, our today is God, our tomorrow is Jesus which means the same thing. We serve God today, but our tomorrow is being with God in heaven. My brother insisted. Our tomorrow is being with God in eternity. That's our tomorrow, being with God. And for the church, the significance of the church in the last day tomorrow, it talks about being with God an eternity, our new day with him. For the world tomorrow is the great tribulation. Today, they're supposed to be living for God, but they're living for the world. They're living for themselves. So there tomorrow is the great tribulation, the Antichrist, the Babylonian system, my brother and my sister. And so God warns us, amen, that today, if you, hear voice, if you hear his voice, do not hearken your heart. My brother insisted. The Lord says in Exodus 9, 5, prophetic, the Lord appointed a certain time saying, tomorrow the Lord should do this thing in the land. What thing is is this prophetic word? The things that the Lord will do for his people is a new earth and a new heaven. But for Pharaoh and his people, a type of the world, end time world, is judgment. And great tribulation. My brother and sister. That, that's what he was referring to. James four thirteen seventeen. 17. It says in verse 13, pay attention to this. You are saying, and this is from the Word of God Bible. Today or tomorrow we will go into the city and stay there a year, conduct business, and make money. You don't know what would happen Tomorrow. See, because God holds our tomorrow, our future is Jesus, my brother and sister. So all of our plans are in Christ, are in the Lord. What we are going to encounter, what we're going to go through, is in the Lord's hand. And even if we have a day extra here, a few more days extra, like the church is having now, today our days are troubled. But tomorrow, our day will be peace enjoying the Holy Spirit, my brother insisted. The world today is seeking the loss of the flesh. Tomorrow, they find themselves in the great revelation, learning that they have been deceived, changing into brutal beasts and other things, my brother insisted, that they don't want to go through. James said, what is life? You are in the midst that is see for a moment that disappear. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wants us to be, to us to, we will live and carry out our plan. However, you brag because you are arrogant. All such a bragging is evil. Whosoever knows what is right but doesn't do it is sinning. Notice how James said, that bragging, which is pride, is evil. A lot of people are so happy. They say prideful are the things they are able to accomplish. But that pride is evil. So anything you accomplish in this life for yourself that is not of God, that doesn't come from God, that is mostly for you and your own pride and your own ego, is It's evil. And the devil wants to make everyone prideful and arrogant and as well. Because the devil knows that that is against God's will. God's will is humility. is original, will. God's will is for us to serve him and do his will. Why his will? Because his will is higher than our will. His will is humility. My brothers and sisters. And that comes from a perfect God who is humble, who is full of joy and peace, who is full of life and love that is so much lacking in this world. Everything that God is, this world is so empty of. The devil is so empty of God. There's nothing of God in the devil. That's why the world is so related to Satan and everything the devil loves to do. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry that I used to, the, the word the word love when I talk about Satan. The word is hate and evil and wickedness in relation to him, my brother and sister. And God don't want those things to be in our lives. Look, what Jesus said in Matthew six thirty four. So don't ever worry. Don't ever. I'm sorry. Don't ever worry about tomorrow. After all. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble in its own, my brother and sister. How can someone say that tomorrow will worry about itself? He meant that tomorrow as a rabbi bring his own trouble, my brother and sister. In this life of testing and trial and tribulation that we've been going through, every day brings its own trouble. One day you are fine, another day you are sick, one day you will have some kind of peace, another day there's a lot of trouble, my brother and sister. A day your head is empty, another day it's full of concern. So much is happening in this life. It's never stable because there's only one stable and it's God, my brother and sister his throne is stable, his throne endureth forever. My brother and sister. So when you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, remember that every word is prophetic, my brother and my sister. Exodus eight twenty three. God said, I will distinguish between my people and yours. This miracle sign what happens tomorrow. Notice how God uses signs and wonder. He has said signs. But signs and wonder cannot be separated because Jesus said in Matthew 24, signs and wonder, Shalom, Sistelona, Babylon, sister. So God uses signs, judgment, in order to distinguish his people. In the last days, there must be judgment in the world. Because God needs to show, or oh God will show, there's nothing new under the sun. This is prophetic. God will show His people whom they truly are, and they are His. But it has to happen through judgment, through signs of judgment, signs of meteor coming from the heavens so the earth, earthquakes, tsunami. Tornadoes, volcanoes awakening, judgment coming upon the land. When the judgment comes upon the life of the righteous, the righteous pray and trust in the Lord. But when the judgment comes upon the wicked, the wicked may perish or may run away. Hallelujah. The judge is, is firm and strong like a bull hard to move. It says, his, his how on the rock. It doesn't matter how, how strong the wind comes and the storm comes. The house stays firm, my brother and sister. So God said, I will distinguish between my people and yours to Pharaoh. This miraculous time will happen tomorrow. And our tomorrow, we go to heaven with God and God's tomorrow. And he is our tomorrow. We go to heaven. There has to be a distinguish between God's people. There has to be a people that will go up and be with God. And there will have to be another people who stay behind and go through seven-year great tribulations. There will be a distinguished thing happening between them. My brother and my sister. And God said it to Moses. Exodus 9.29 Moses answered, as soon as I leave you, I will pray to the Lord tomorrow. The swarm of fly will go away from you, your official, your people, but you must stop tricking us by not letting the people go to, the, to sacrifice to the Lord. Here is the problem with our repentant, wicked people. You can pray that their judgment be lifted from their lives. And God can do it. But here's the thing. They're evil trickling. They're evil. Instead of repent from heart. And it's not that it pleases the Lord to destroy the wicked. But it, it pleases the Lord that the wicked will repent, my brother and sister. But God knows the heart of so many of them that will not repent, my brother and my sister. Hallelujah. But God also knows a few that will repent, that are among the wicked, that God needs to give them an opportunity, that God will preserve them through the three days of darkness, and then glorify the body of his people, give them power and anointing like there's not tomorrow, Uh but there is tomorrow, and send them out to evangelize them and lead them to Christ. Thank you, Lord. So as I leave you, sis, hallelujah, I will pray to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus goes up to the Father. He prays to the Lord that this judgment that God has spoken them already will not come upon the people, my brother insisted. But these people he leaves behind like to trick God's people. So then God says, enough, it's enough because all they want to do is trick. They want, the ju- they want to be released from the judgment, my brother and sister, and continue on their wickedness. And for so many years they've been doing this, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. But let us go sacrifice to the Lord. Not even that they want to do. So God will have to destroy those people. And Egypt is an example. Pharaoh in Egypt was warned and warned and warned and warned after warning. And judgment came upon the land. And he still refused to let God's people. And it was after the judgment of the date of the firstborn, the Pharaoh said, okay, you may go. Hallelujah. But it was not Pharaoh that let them go. It was God that made Pharaoh. Let God his people. It's way different than what a lot of people think. Exodus nine eighteen. So at this time tomorrow I will send the word hailstone that had ever happened in Egypt since the beginning of history. God sent something new upon the land that had never happened before in the times of Egypt. God is still the same God today. He will send judgment upon this earth. I saw judgment that the judgment I saw was taken from me. I know I remember I saw judgment that I had never seen in my life and during the great revelation. The judgment was so wicked and so severe that if I will come here in the Lord's hour to describe to you the type of judgment the Lord showed me in the great revelation, you will say, how can God do this to these people? You, in your own word, will begin to judge the judge of all, my brothers and sisters. so that many things you and I cannot see or know. We can know it so we know that his judgment are true, as prophet of the Lord. But the to so describe the judgment to you, like when I was taking inside the lake of fire, a lake of fire that burned with fire in Brimstone. But much more description than that in the Book of Revelation 20. It is not given to you and I about the lake of fire, because if you know more, you may turn against God. You may begin to pray for the devil and his demons. And begin to ask God for mercy, but they are being judged for the wickedness and evil. And it's because you don't have no idea how many thousands of people they have killed, how many how much evil they've done on humanity since the beginning. You don't know you haven't seen it, so for you to know the kind of punishment he's going to get, the detail of it, you don't need to know you and I don't need to know my brother and my sister. Because for every life, for every single wickedness he's done from the beginning, he will be judged. His his punishment will, will account all evil he's done on the earth from the beginning. There will not be one which he has done for which he will not be punished. He will be punished for all. Because great is our judge who knows everything, who sees everything, he who keeps a record of everything, my brother and sister, and all what we brought to His remembrance, and the, and, and Hallelujah! On that day when the devils is cast into the lake of fire, my brother and sister, that place is so wicked, so evil that He is cast into it. It's not that they they're going to tie him and bring him there, no. They're going to cast him there, far away from the entrance. Because once the entrance open to receive him, that entrance will never open again. It is only an entrance with no exit, my brother and sister. It is unimaginable even to them, to the fallen one, my brother and sister. We're not allowed to know more. Matthew 6.30, Therefore, if God so close the grass of the field, which today is, my brother and sister, and tomorrow cast unto the oven, Oh, he's so much close you. Oh, ye yeah, little faith. This word here is so prophetic. it's just so prophetic, my brother insisted. The grass that is thrown into the fire are the children of the left. He's talking about, about his shooting on the right. But everyone here in this story, close by God, it's like he makes his son come out of a good and evil. He makes the air breathe over everyone. He makes the, the, the food comes out of the ground for everyone to eat, because he's merciful. His mercy can be seen be, be see everywhere, and there's earth, my brother and sister. But here it is: Hallelujah, if God so close the ground of the field which today is. Today, humanity has been clothed by God unto this day. My brothers sisters, everyone has something to wear. But tomorrow, the judgment comes tomorrow. Because Jesus Christ is our tomorrow. Jesus Christ is a tomorrow that Father offered to the people on this earth. That if they will receive Christ, as the Lord and Savior, tomorrow, the, the day will be with Him in eternity. My brother insisted, tomorrow is our eternity. Tomorrow has no ending. Hallelujah. When you are in eternity and you talk about tomorrow, hallelujah, you cannot talk about today in eternity because today, my brother and sister, it's made up of twenty four hours. Or if you want to say like in Adam's time, a thousand years. But tomorrow it's made up of forever in God. My brother and sister. So you gotta choose your tomorrow. If you choose your tomorrow with, with God, with Jesus, it is forever. If you choose your tomorrow with the third, with the devil, it's also forever. But in the lake of fire. My brother and sister. So if today you hear his voice, the Bible says that you need to open your heart. The heart of it is, open it to God. Receive his word. Because your tomorrow where God is forever. He is our tomorrow. And our tomorrow is in our heart. It's kept inside of us warm. He warms us inside. He ministered to us inside. He said, I will be with you every day of your life. Our tomorrow it's already inside of us. And tomorrow is inside you, my sister, my brother. Hold on to your tomorrow. It's already inside you. You has been given your tomorrow. The guarantee that you will be with him tomorrow is that if you have him today. If you have Christ in you today, he guarantees you your tomorrow. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Our tomorrow has been given to us today, Marlboro insisted. So tomorrow is cast into an oven. See the future of the wicked ones, the one on the left? Their tomorrow is cast into an oven. And he should so much close you, oh, ye are little faith. What is that close now of those that have little faith? The close of righteousness the clothes from God, from Jesus, that when the blood of Jesus have washes us, cleanses us, purifies us, he cleanses us with his blood, we are clothed with clothes of righteousness like Christ's eternal clothing, my brother sister. We are sealed with the seal of the Holy Spirit, and we are clothed with his righteousness. And forever tomorrow, we will be dressed and look like him, just as he is, Holy, pure, and righteous. This is why they say holy. Holy, the one who is, and the ones to come, they worship in heaven. My brother insisted. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Remember who your tomorrow is. And remember that you can hold your tomorrow today. That you don't need to wait to hold your tomorrow. You don't need to wait to go to eternity to have your tomorrow. You can have in your heart and your life tomorrow, today. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. Confess him as your Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 12:28, 28. And then so God closed the grass, confirmed looks like Matthew, which is today in the field. Hallelujah. He compare every man's life like grass. Hallelujah. Is there any other, any part in the Bible that God, where God compare? Made to grass, my brother and sister. Let me find a verse. There's one in in um, in, in um, Proverbs, my brother and sister. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That is, that where He talked about grass. Solomon talked about grass. Let me go there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is so awesome. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord.
4: Praise you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
5: Praise the Lord. Looking for that verse. There's uh, a verse. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, uh, I said forty six The boys uh, said, cry, and he said, why should I cry? All flesh is grass and all godliness there there thereof is as the flower of the field hallelujah notice how all all godliness everything that is of god my brother and sister thank you lord look how man is compared to the grass all flesh are grass all life before god is the grass but it's the ending of the grass that is important. If the grass right now is like a flower for God, it's doing, because a flower cannot can only open with the sun. And the sun is Jesus. So in order for that grass flower to open up and receive everything the sun has, Jesus has, God has for us, Hallelujah. The the flower needs to act to the sun. And when the sun hits the flower, it opens up widely and receives everything the sun has to offer. And out of the grass comes flies, butterflies, and they feed on the flower. And then the flower comes to be a support now for many lives, for many others, because the flower has something special to give called nectar. The flower gives life now to many because the flower has received from God, from the sun, the life. And that life is like a fruit inside the flower. And the butterfly can come now and come over the flower and begin to suck the nectar the juice out of the, the life out of the flower that gives the butterfly the life. My brother, sister. And, 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 and it feeds the, the bees. It feeds so many insects. That's one flower. It feeds so many lives. In our lives, God made it the same, like a flower, where many can come and feed. That that God gives us. That's why I said that we have to have first in order to give. If you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus where you pray and fast, you pray every day, you fast at least one day a week, but you do that, you have that commitment with the Lord, and you are open for the Lord to receive from God whatever God gives you, then you will have abundance to give, my brother and sister, Hallelujah. To anyone who comes, this morning, I receive a revelation from the Lord. We have been talking here, waiting for the Lord, for the community, for the community that the Lord wants us to work here. And this morning, the Lord gives me a revelation. In this revelation, I find myself in this land that was supposedly given to me for the community. The land was given to me with two churches in the land. And I, I already owned the land, and there were two buildings there. As, I, as I'm there, I believe it was with another brother, we were trying to get the church and everything ready for the people that will come. And while we were in the land and the building, in the bigger building, I went to the bigger building and I kneeled to pray. And I said, I'm going to pray here to God. As I was praying there to God, God reminded me of his promise he made, my brother and sister. And there comes this woman, and she says, what are you doing? And I say, well, I'm praying. And she says to me, who told you you could have this building? First, she says, who told you you are a pastor? Because she said, who are you? I said, I'm a pastor. Who told you you are a pastor? I, believe, I didn't even say pastor. I say minister. But she said, who, who told you you're a pastor? I say, God. And she says to me, she began to question me. And I'm looking at her like, are you a Christian? She's like, yes. But I know that she was not of the Lord. But I didn't want to judge or anything. And I said, who are you? And she says, I came here to tell you that this, this is not the, the church building that you're supposed to have, she says to me. And I said, what do you mean? And, and she was telling me, she was questioning my calling. And at the same time I'm talking to her, family began to arrive for church service that were come into the community to help us. My brother and sister. And she kept asking me questions. I kept responding back. And more family kept arriving. First, they were coming through one of the entrances that was open. There was about four entrance open. And people were coming into one entrance. As we kept, she kept asking me. She kept telling me, you need to talk to my husband. Because this is not your church. And the other smaller church, not this large building. She says to me, and while she was questioning me, other people kept coming in through the four door of the church, of the building. More people kept coming and saying, Brother Elvie, we're here to work in the community with you. My brothers, there was so much people coming in. While this woman was questioning me, that God was showing me in this revelation that the devil will not cease to come against us. He will send his messenger. He will send his own against us, that we always must be ready to know, aware of the devil devices, my brother insisted, that we must be aware that he will send people our way, even when God has given us the blessing, to question even the blessing, to question the word. To question our calling from the Lord, our ministry, my brother insisted. But God the not want us to let, for us to let us stop us from doing the work of God. Because God has been the one who has chosen us. He elected, selected us to do his work. It don't matter what whom the devil said. We need to know who we serve, my brother insisted. And that was the calling of Elisha over the people. Choose you this day, this day, not tomorrow. Because this is the day when you got to, hallelujah, get right with God. Who you are going to serve, Elisha said to the people today. Choose you this day, today, who you are going to serve. You need to have Christ in your heart today. You need to be serving the Lord right today, my brothers and sister, because God has planned for us. And he said, God showed me that he's going to fulfill his promise to us. The Lord said he will accomplish it. He will make it happen. Why? Because he promised it. My brother
4: insisted,
5: sister, praise the Lord. And as I'm driving up and down the land, I can see how big the land was and how, how, how big the land is and how everything the Lord will have it right, ready, prepared for us to do his work. My brother insisted. This is why the Lord tells us not to worry, not to be concerned, because if we are, we're sinning. We are sinning when we do these things, when we hate this way. It's not of God. God wants us to walk in peace. Our walk is a walk of peace, shalom. This is why when Jesus came among his brethren, I love this in the Jewish Bible, every time he came to his disciple, the first thing that came out of Jesus' mouth was, Shalom to them. And our Bible is peace. but right? It was in Hebrew. Every time Jesus appeared to them, and he appeared to them in different occasions. Every time he came from praying from the Father, even after the resurrection of 40 day and 49, he will appear to them. Shalom. He will surprise them. Shalom. Hallelujah to his brother. My brother. That was his greeting always. Shalom. And this, I, I, I copied that from Jesus. I learned of him, who is humble and meek of heart, so I can find peace for my soul. I say to people, shalom. I want to find peace for my soul. That's why I tell people shalom all the time. I tell people on Facebook, shalom. Anywhere I write to people, Skype, anywhere, shalom. I say to my family, shalom. I say to everyone on the phone, shalom. Hallelujah. My brother and sister, why? Hallelujah, because that's how Jesus walked. And obedient to the Father. And if Jesus did it, that means it's a blessing to us. That's what we find peace to our soul. When we say shalom, my brother and sisters, the devil will attack you, the Lord showed me, if you say something else. But as long as you say shalom, he cannot come against shalom. Because shalom comes from God. Every other word that proceeds out of man's mouth, Jesus says, Hallelujah. It is evil. But shalom doesn't proceed out from us. It proceeds from God. My brother insisted. That's why yea or nay, Jesus said, any other word proceed out of whom? Every other word proceed out of evil. My brother insisted. We like to say maybe, but it's only yea or nay. It is yes or no. Every other word proceed out of evil. Think about that one. Think about your answer. Think about your question. Think about when someone asks you a question. And they say, and what do you say? What do you answer back at your daily life? Do you answer yes or no? Or do you answer a word that proceeds out of evil? Tell me. This is why a lot of people get attacked by the enemy. And the way they respond when, when a question is asked to them at work, on the street, driving, on the mall, in the store, they get attacked by the enemy when they go into a chat room and someone asks them a question. Because their answer is not the answer that Jesus gave us to answer. Their answer is it's more than yes or no. They go into the third answer, third choice, which is the wicked one. And when they relay their answer to the wicked one, they get attacked. And they say, why? If I pray, if I fast, if I read the word, why am I being attacked, some people say. Think about your answer. Think about your answer. H- how do you answer, people? Hallelujah. Think about it. My brother and sister, thank you, Jesus. Think about it for a minute. Sometimes you have to stop and think about it for a minute so you can, hallelujah, praise the Lord, identify what you're doing wrong because the question is why is the person being attacked so much?
4: And the answer is
5: hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The answer is here it is, Matthew 5.37. But let your communication. We talk about communication all the time. How do we communicate? Through our language. But there are many ways today that people communicate. They, they, they go into chat room and they type. A lot of people speak to their phone. All these are form of communication. Twitter is a form of communication. Facebook is a form of communication. YouTube is a form of communication. And there are many other sites. And all of them, like here, are form of communication. So this is what Jesus said about all these forms of communication, how we're supposed to behave when we communicate with other people. But let your communication be yay, yes, yay, or nay, nay, no, no. That's an affirmity to no, an affirmity to yes. Do you meant yes? The person may ask and stay quiet. This is how the devil get people, get into tent- in temptation with people. Uh, do you, you meant yay, yes or do you meant no? And the devil will stay quiet. And then you, you want to be kind. But there is a kindness that will lead you into sinning. You want to be kind. You want to be friendly. You you don't want to be no nothing over, people say. And then the devil stays shocked. Do you make no or do you make yes? Jesus said that when you say yes, you have to affirm it with yes. Yay, Jay. Yes, yes. Affirm it. You already gave a yes. You already gave a yes. And when you gave your first yes, you were fully knowledgeable of your yes. Don't let the devil change your yes to no. But the devil takes it further than that, my brother and sister. Because when you answer yes or when you answer no, you don't sin. You only sin when you go beyond yes or no. And this is what the Lord teaches us, a rabbi, our Lord. Jesus Christ. He says, let your yea ye, be yea. Yes, yes. No, no. For whatsoever, whatever. is a, a, a more modern language. But whatsoever. It's more than these. Two answers. Yes or yes. No or no. Whatever is more than these. Come from whom? Who is the one? Who wants you to go for the third answer? The devil. Remember this. When you're having a communication with someone that you don't know, that you just met on the chat room, that you met on the Internet, or someone calling you on the phone, the devil is tricky. The devil will have one of his servants call you on the cell phone, and they can try to sell you something, a telemarketer, and they want to hold you on the phone long enough, to make you sin. And they'll say, well, are you interested in our service? And then you may be interested in the service, but it may not be the right moment. And then they'll stay quiet. They wait for an answer. And then you say, "Uh, yeah, I believe I'm interested in your service. Yes. Okay, let me tell you about the service. But you don't have the time to listen. You don't have the time for this type of communication at this moment. But this is the moment when you'll be tempted by the devil. You'll be tested and you'll be tempted. Okay, And this quick communication that they they're doing, you'll be tempted you'll be tested. My brothers, notice or note that no temptation comes from God. The Word of God says it comes from the devil. When you'll be tempted, it comes from the devil. Okay. And they'll say, last time we spoke with you, you said no. But now you say, yes. Okay? But we want more information about you. And then they'll go on. Okay? And then, since you don't have the time to do this business, then you'll say, maybe later you just sinned. Are you listening? You just sinned. Because first, you said no. Second, you said you were interested, yes. But now, because you don't have the time, you said maybe later. You just sinned. He just bet you were sinning. You have to repent now. Because now, that maybe later, it doesn't apply to yes, and it doesn't apply to no. You apply to something else. And whatsoever more than these come from evil. The devil just made you sin there. He just made you sin. Because you said maybe later. And that's not what Jesus said is yes or no. You better off saying no right there. No I'm sorry. I'm not interested. That's it. Some people some people don't like it when I said I'm sorry. What are you apologizing for? No. No, I'm not interested. I'm sorry, I usually say. Okay, if it makes them feel bad I'm sorry. It's what I'm doing. Okay, so again, so let it be yes, or let it be no, right there in the spot. Don't hang out the phone yet. Don't hang out the phone call yet. until you'll make sure you said no or yes, not maybe later, because that maybe later is simple. It doesn't proceed from God. My brother and sister, that gives an open door to the enemy to attack you, to come against you, because you just open it through communication. You see how simple it is? And how many people does it all the time? How many times do they get attacked? When I started checking this on myself, when I talk to people, when I communicate with people, this has helped me so much, not to be sinning, my brother and sister, because you can be sinning. Hallelujah. So much. And just simple stuff like a phone call or a neighbor talking to you, and you just want to be kind and friend, and friendly, and you end up sinning. My brother insisted, it's a simple communication. So please keep that in mind. Thank you, Lord. He is so awesome. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Here's the Lord communicating, Matthew 13, 29. But he said, nay. He says, no. Let's watch you gather up the tear and rub all the weed with them. Now, I want you to see how Jesus responds. His answer is no. He didn't say, well, maybe if they repent. No. No. My insisted. Because even when our persons die at that very moment, it is just right with God. Oh, no, it's not right with God. There's no in between. No in between. Yes, it's right with God, or no, it's not right with God. If it's not right with God, can I be taken to heaven? My relationship.